What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Hidden Falls Media Experience episode. You guys know I always bring you some amazing guests. And this one, guys, I'm super pumped about this. Uh, Mario just popped up on my radar earlier this week after somebody else's recommendation that I go check him out. And guys, you want to talk about living in an age of some weird big tech rules and big tech censorship. This is this is the episode where we're going to break some of this down for you. But real fast, before we get into today's show, I do want to remind you of the fee. We don't run ads. I don't run you any bullshit course you don't need. We don't try to sell you any product that's going to you know, magically grow hair on a bald man. But what we do is we provide you the best, highest quality guests that are going to elevate your life, elevate your experience, and add, a, add some cool shit to the conversation. Social media gets kind of stuck up and boring. So let's add some cool stuff into our lives, right? So guys, today... This episode is going to be incredible for you. Mario is the founder of Athena Group of Companies, a business conglomerate that operates in more than 40 countries. Mario started his first business with $300 in the bank selling blenders door-to-door. We got some door-to-door likeliness on that one too, man. I think it makes all great entrepreneurs. But through unconventional marketing techniques, efficient logistical systems, and a team of global contractors, he has propelled Frothy to $1 million a year and over $10 million in two years all bootstrapped. Since then, Mario launched multiple ventures into the millions, all bootstrapped, including an events, a fintech consulting firm, a marketing agency, and multiple e-com businesses, all while surviving a mass scam, various black swan events, and the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. He continues to launch new companies as a partner at a law firm and a founder of a VC fund. In 2020, Mario dedicated or decided to uh, begin documenting his journey and helping other entrepreneurs at no cost all while traveling the world pursuing his hobby of dancing bachata. In 2021, he launched the Roundhouse Table, becoming the number one business room on Clubhouse and soon launching on Twitter Spaces and other platforms. Everybody, welcome Mario aboard. Mario, man, I'm super happy to have you here. This is going to be an amazing show today. What's up? What's up? So let's let's break down what's been happening, man, because you've had a crazy two months with uh, social media and being online. Man, yeah, it's been insane. So I, um, I'm not a big fan of personal branding. I think you see a lot of value in it, but I never went all in. I did the basics, very strategic, you know, focusing on, on two of my businesses. One of them is called We Are Growth Hackers, which is a growth hacking agency. And the other one's called IBC, which is a crypto firm, crypto consulting. So I did, you know, created some content for crypto, created some content for growth hacking. And I focus on those two things. I considered and I tested going down the entrepreneurial path, you know, helping entrepreneurs and doing the whole Gary Vee thing, but I didn't go down that path. I just tested it, didn't go all in. Did a few podcasts here and there. And then Clubhouse came. So for anyone that doesn't know Clubhouse, you should probably know it by now. It's just a, an audio, audio only platform where you just jump in different rooms and there's a few people talking. You go in as a listener and they can bring you up as a speaker or even make you a moderator. Did you want the whole journey, man? Because the whole journey yeah. is full of ups. Uh, it's pretty intense. So I got into Clubhouse. I was brought in. You know, I got an invite early December, but I didn't go into like early Jan. I gave it to my team. I'm like, hey, play around with this. My team looks at it and they're like, Mario, you need to jump in. I was, you know, I got the invite. I was in Turkey. By the time I used it, I was in Dubai. I was in Dubai and I tested it on day one with someone I know who's a, a Facebook marketing, a Facebook group expert. His name is Kalen. So we create my first room. He creates it for me, invites people in and builds it up. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I get 13 people in the room, one, three. But I didn't mind it. Like I'm speaking, they ask me questions. I'm like, all right, we'll do another room the next day. What Between then and the next day, I'm like, what can I do in the meantime? 
So I started going into other rooms. I hired one person and she was responsible to get me to become speaker in those rooms. So I'd go up, speak, get followers, uh, connect with different people there, the, the leaders on the platform. Uh, they call them moderators. So I'd build connections with them and they start bringing me up. Sometimes they mod me as well. Next day I did a room, it was 30 something people and I'm speaking in more rooms as a moderator. Day three, I do the same. I get 60 people. Day four, I get over 100. Day five, I get over 200. Day six, I hit 1,000 people in my room. So I was already blown up. And the way I did that was purely building relationships with those moderators and then inviting them to my room and then speaking in their rooms and giving value. That's what I did. That's my journey. Now, day seven, I'm doing well. You know, I'm balling. Everything's going well. Day seven, day eight, everything goes to shit. So I get blackmailed where I have to pay someone um, five figures or everyone will block me. So I was blocked by a lot of people. I couldn't go into rooms anymore. No one would go into my room anymore. It just went complete silent. And I started struggling. I had a few hundred people still come to my room. I was doing okay. But I couldn't go into other rooms where you build audience. So I, I had yeah. that, that lifeline cut. So I had to pay five figures or just kind of struggle my way through. Um, I considered all options. And I opted to go down the path after two days of trying other things. I opted that I'll pay it. It's not fair. But financially, it makes sense. After I paid it, 24 hours later, I've blown up again. My rooms are blowing up. I'm speaking in other rooms. I'm no longer blocked. There's no longer rumors about me. So things are good. And I just started growing really quickly. So I had the, the room that was considered one of the top rooms every day in business. I had celebrities come in from Jay Shetty to uh, Jesse Itzler. Uh, the billionaire Naveen Jain, the, the traditional popular people, you know, I had Paris Hilton drop by, um, Sugar Shane, the, the boxer, had Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone. So a lot of big names would come in every day, literally every single day. Um, and I almost had Randy Zuckerberg until drama number three happened. So while this is happening and I'm, I'm you know, bawling and everything's going well, I wake up one morning. Actually, I don't wake up. I didn't sleep because I had a flight out of uh, Dubai. So I end up not sleeping and doing rooms, supporting my community. And um, as I'm heading to the airport, suddenly there's a lot of rooms talking about someone and they drag me in. Apparently that one person I partnered with, you know, he was running a room. I would be by his side. He goes to sleep. I run it afterwards. So while he's running it, I sleep. I run it, he sleeps. So while this is happening, while I was sleeping, apparently some drama happens and he gets reported. He gets suspended. A lot of hate, a lot of groups about it. It's the whole fuss. It was all drama for 24, 48 hours on the platform. Massive drama about that person. I was by his side. They dragged me into it. So here I am speaking in front of thousands of people, uh, answering rumors that make no sense. That was drama number two. And that's still within a month. That's within mm -hmm. a month on Clubhouse. And I'm asking all these questions like, Mario, are you getting bribed? No, not getting, uh, yeah, getting bribed. Are you getting money behind the scenes? Are you, do you sell courses? Are you a scammer? Like I've never sold a freaking course in my life. Scammer? No, I don't, I've never scammed. If you could point something out, I'll be great. I've got scammed. You know, I got scammed three years ago. I lost millions. I never scammed anyone. So that was the Raman number two, but that was easy to fix, man, because I would just go up on stage and answer the questions. Um, number three, and that's where the stuff gets bad. I don't know if I can curse you. Yeah, go ahead. Now, uh, uh, two weeks later, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm killing it. My room is the biggest daily room on Clubhouse, period. So my room is the place to be every single day. It's called the round table. And um, it was going really well. I had a massive community. was one of the fastest growing people on Clubhouse. And then um, suddenly my, I wake up one day and the team tell me there's a, a celebrity millionaire 
he went into my room and he started having a disagreement with one of the speakers there. And she sold courses. So she's a course seller. Now, I have nothing against courses. I, I don't sell courses myself. I have two free courses, no funnel, no info product, nothing. But I don't have anything against people selling valuable courses. And she was one of those. She did a good, you know, she sold a good course and she didn't, wasn't unethical in any way. And she was there and he disagreed with her, apparently disrespected her and someone kicked him out to the audience. I wake up, they tell me the story. I'm like, cool. I wish I was there, but I wouldn't have kicked him off to the audience. And um, a few hours later, uh, next day I wake up, my account suspended. The person tweeted tweets about me, along with other people calling us scammers. He didn't know anything about me, never even Googled me. Uh, but I was just one of the moderators there. He assumed everyone was a scammer. Hmm. Um, I answered back, I'm like, hey, man, you know, you're not a scammer. I'm not a scammer. You can just Google me. I've actually got, if there's a fucking video I have, Alex, that says don't fuck paid courses. That's literally the name of the video I had <laughs> over a year ago. It's called fuck paid courses. It's on my YouTube channel. If you go Mario Norfolk, if you go on it now, the first video I have is, is that. I did it like nine, 10 months ago. But he never Googled me and he assumed I sell courses. Now, instead of look, you saying, crap, I made a mistake. Mario doesn't sell courses. He went on, on the attack. Like He just tried to dig something on me. It never it didn't work. Every single post he makes against me is either untrue, um, yeah, just purely untrue, actually. But I'm just getting hammered by him on Twitter. Um, and they're easy to answer back. But my account suspended. That's my concern. Him hammering right. on Twitter, I don't care. But my account suspended. I'm trying to get it unsuspended. I'm like, hey, you know, I've got over 50,000 followers in a month. You know, I'm one of the fastest growing people there. I've got one of the biggest daily rooms. It's been, what, three, getting close to three weeks now. And my account still suspended. Uh, his account's back. You know, the person that, that, that messed with me, people reported him, even when I, I told him not to report him. His account is back. And it got back within 24 to 48 hours. I'm still waiting here without my account, without clarity. Still going through it. Yesterday, we had something funny happened yesterday. I went on to Twitter. I'm going to Twitter Spaces now from Clubhouse to Twitter Spaces, which is a competitor, mm-hmm. um, which will be interesting to see how that blows up. It barely started. It's only in beta, only a handful of people got invites. So I went on to Twitter Spaces. I went into a room and he was there. So we started chatting there in front of people. Again, took a few jabs on me, but they were easy to reply. I was right there. I could ask him and, and um point out he, he's mistaken but yeah it's pretty much it he did a podcast episode i was mentioned but very briefly and then they cut out my section because they knew it's untrue and it's out of the episode now but that's um that's pretty much it man like it, it's it's a drama they get in real life the same thing happening on clubhouse because you know social media is essentially extension of real life but the algorithm and the team at clubhouse are still they booming right they're growing really really quickly so they they don't have the algorithm the resources to deal with those sort of things. There's a lot of people that have been suspended for over a month for right. very silly reasons. They're still suspended to this day. But I, I, you know, I'm not bad-mouthing Clubhouse. I think it's an incredible app, but I, I hope they really work on that suspension. Yeah, process. that's uh, that's something that's really interesting about Clubhouse because what's, what's there and what's said is so temporary. It's not like Twitter where we can go back and look at all the raw data of tweets and things that have been removed and disabled and everything else where you have that chain that chain of events, right? And if you're not in the room at the time, if somebody's deciding to push that hate or push that venom towards anybody, you know, you're really relying on that brand equity from other people to be like, oh, that's not what this dude's about. Or, you know, maybe the maybe the side of the room swung in the other direction because those people weren't there. It's because it is so passive and there's no log of information besides, hey, these people were in here during this time frame, it's really hard to kind of pull back and kind of make that firm case, isn't it? Ephemeral content. 
Yeah. It, it makes it very easy to say whatever you want and not have any like, clubhouse records conversations for a certain period of time. So they can revisit them as something. If anyone broke any laws or rules, you know, racism and stuff, but otherwise, yeah, you can't hear it again unless it's recorded, but they don't have that feature yet. You're not allowed to record conversations. And there's been some, like I'm one of many stories. There's someone who got, you know, he, he did a few things not too right. You know, he was a bit harsh, et cetera. But instead of, you know, copying it and, and you know, be, being held responsible is okay. But then when he was suspended, dozens, when I say dozens, literally over a dozen rooms created over a 24-hour period, just bad-mouthing him. And to the extreme, like just going overboard. Like someone just is harsh to someone. Suddenly they they start blowing up the story much bigger than it is. Mm. But he's not there to answer back. And it becomes like an echo chamber where everyone just agrees with each other, bad not the same person. Some people know it's incorrect, but they can't speak up. Because Clubhouse, the toxic thing with Clubhouse, and I'm not sure if that's intentional or they go working on it. But one problem is that anyone that has that green badge that's considered a moderator, they control the room. Right. Uh, you can have one moderator, you can have 20 moderators. And what happens is that if anyone you disagree with, or if any moderator disagrees with them, so if, if there's eight moderators, one of them disagrees with another, they can kick them off stage or kick them out of the room and block them. No one knows, knows, no one can find out who kicked that person off the stage or remove them from the room. Mm. That makes it really toxic. And that happens a lot. You know, just before this, um, this um, podcast, I was going through my WhatsApp and someone in the room, hey, someone kicked me out of the room, can someone bring me back in or kick me off to the audience? It happens every single day. It happened to me a lot as well. On my way up in the early days, I'll get kicked out of rooms all the time. And I wouldn't be able to, I tried, I said, they're playing a guessing game who it is, filtering through. Okay, is it that person? No, I don't think, is it that person? And then when it happens in two different rooms, we start thinking through, okay, there's six people here, six people, 20 people there. Who are the people in both rooms? Okay, there's these three people that are in both rooms. It's one of the, it becomes that silly game of politics. Right. That's what I think the algorithm needs to take into consideration where at least if someone kicks someone else in the room, it tells you X person kicked you out of the room. Then just trust, if they make that one change on Clubhouse, if anyone doesn't understand Clubhouse, go in there, you'll know what I'm talking about. They make that one change in clubhouse that you know who kicks you out of sta- off stage or blocks you. If it notifies you who it is, that changes the whole game because now no one can do it and then hide. You know, keyboard warriors—they right. do it, but they hide behind uh, the veil so no one knows who did it. Um, that brings the the ugly side of humanity. And I've talked a lot about this in different podcasts. That that clubhouse's algorithm, because it's still immature, it brings out that it doesn't have a good system to deal with the ugly side of humanity. Wow. So my audience is going to be really pissed off at me if I don't ask you at least one growth hack question around Clubhouse. For those that are starting out there, how in the world do you start to, because we're still early adopters, right? Still not on Android. We're, we're at the point where supply and demand is kind of evened out and there's not, it's not way overswung where people are spending 10,000 plus dollars to get a Clubhouse invite. Things have kind of mellowed out from that supply and demand perspective. How do you start to take advantage of this opportunity now? Or do you start to look and wait and go over to Twitter for when Twitter launches? Do both because no one knows what will happen. And even if Clubhouse dies, let's say Twitter and Facebook is doing a competitor. Mark Cuban invested in a competitor called Fireside Chat. There's Jason Calacanis invested in a competitor that looks like it's dead, but it's called Space Audio. But it launched last year and it just looks dead, literally dead. Um, no one's using it. There's another one called uh, stereo stereo.com s-t-e-r-e-o um, but that's a bit different so there's a lot of apps i would just dip my toes in all of them clubhouse is blowing up the fastest twitter it's got massive reach so definitely look into twitter i'm looking at both i saw i saw i'm i'm not back on clubhouse yet so i have no choice but i'm looking at twitter as well 
and moving my room there. But remember, even if Clubhouse dies, the audience you build there, you have to move them off the platform. You have to people DM me for an invite to my community. I would say this time and time again. So whenever I'm in a room and I have, when I do a room, I have 10, 20,000 people listen to me over uh, X number of hours. So on a daily basis, I have tens of thousands of people that hear my voice. So when I talk to them, that's every fucking day. It's crazy reach. When I talk to them, like DM me for access there, I would get five, six, 700 DMs in, the, in a couple of hours. Uh, I would get over a thousand DMs in a day. And, and then you're pushing them to a Facebook group? WhatsApp group and Facebook. WhatsApp group use, and Facebook. I use WhatsApp a lot. Yeah, WhatsApp has is, is got massive uh, open rates um, and response rates. Now, in terms of hacks to grow, other than doing the basics, which is speak in other rooms and create your own room and do it consistently, the most important thing, in my opinion, is build relationships and give value to the moderators. Those people mm-hmm. with the green badge, they got a lot of power because they can bring you up and give you a green badge as well. So if you build relationships with them, especially the hosts of different rooms, really hard to do because getting very crowded but the most powerful thing you could do. And that's what I did. That's what got me to where I am today, where I was you know, a couple of weeks ago before my suspension, just doing that again and again and again consistently. That's awesome. On a personal note, man, what got you into dancing? The first time I started dancing was a long time ago. And I watched the movie Scent of a Woman. So uh, one thing about me is I've constructed who I am today. So I've said this many times, the way I speak, the way I look, the way I think, the way I act, I've had to work on it, every little mm. piece. So while going that process years ago where I built my personality, uh, I wanted to build, I, I saw a video, not a video, a movie called Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. Talking about Al Pacino, I was going to interview his daughter on my round table before I got suspended. But anyway, I, I, I um, was watching his movie and there was a, a scene where he dances tango. He's a blind man. I'm like, holy shit, I want to do that. That's a great way to you know, get the ladies. So I dance tango there. I, I find out that salsa is the way to go clubs and meet girls. So I dance salsa, then I get into bachata and it's been a passion since then. You know, I'm traveling to Ukraine um, in a few hours for a festival, bachata. So I travel the world dancing bachata, which is my my second life. That's amazing. You light up when you talk about that. It's almost like it's a uh, like that's definitely part of like your soul is dancing and feeling that music and rhythm. Man, it's it's my escape. You know, business is tough. As an yeah. entrepreneur, you gotta get punched in the face. I was just watching a, a video with Mike, Mike Tyson. Um, and just gives you an idea that's like Mike Tyson punching you as entrepreneurship. So uh, uh, you have to have an exit when you get punched in the face. Now I got scammed three years ago in a, in a two or one or two month period. I got scammed by someone very close to me, lost millions. Number one, number two, I was, I was diagnosed with a tumor, uh, which was bleeding at the time mm. in my, in my head. And number three, I had a personal crisis within again, a 60 day period. Wow. The escape was dancing. So, and now, thankfully, I'm going to go with the bachata. I need that change because that clubhouse drama wasn't easy to deal with. So it's good to have that. It could be anything, whether it's dancing, whether it's sports, whether it's fitness, whether it's boxing. I used to do a lot of, a lot of martial arts, whether it's, it's collecting stamps, whatever it is. Having some sort of escape it could be even as boring as Netflix. Um, it is good. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, all right, Mario, we've got, I got one more question for you, and then we're going to bounce out of here, all right? If you had a prayer for the world, what would it be? A prayer for the world? Wow. I would say educate people on humility and self-awareness. Because mm. I think when people are self-aware and when people are hu- um, uh, uh, humble and they're also logical and they have good emotional control, like if you do those four things, I'd say, I probably missed one or two more things, the world will be such a different place from the environment to how we treat each other, 
to the way we run businesses, to the way we treat each other, <clears throat> the whole lot. Um, so I would say just focus on teaching people those before you teach them science, maths, um, fucking poetry and all that crap. Just focus on, on, on human psychology. Mm, I love it. Dude, thank you so much for being here today. Where can people find you? Just Google my name, Mario Norfel, N-Fonelli, A-W-F for Fred, A-L for Larry. Um, just DM me on any platform, say I want to join your community and you can join. There's no funnel, no course, nothing. You just chat with me and my team and we help you out. Awesome, man. I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. Take care, Alex.